Hello there, and welcome to Talking is a Free Action. This is our weekly show where we peruse and select some of the most interesting people of the material plane and then put them through a set of challenge rooms and questions to find out a little bit more about the world that they live in. Why, you may ask? Well, the poppet says it's got something to do with knowledge. The illusionist says something about some sort of invasion of some sort. And um, the forge master just sits there and drinks tea. I, I don't actually know, to be honest. Anyway, I am the playmaker, and I am one of the uh, appointed question mask masters, masters, masters. Uh, you know, one of your resident benevolent inquisitors. And this location that we are in is my parlor of candor. Play on words like that. Huh? <laughs> anyway, anyway, you may have noticed that I am not alone. That is because I have been through the material plane and have found this wonderful creature, Fluffles and Gary, and have brought them here for some fun and games. It is also my understanding that Fluffles, not Gary, is also connected to other characters in the material plane, as well as a higher being known as Evie, who calls the Riau Wawaud their home. It is very funny name, that world of Eevees. Anyway, it is my hope that uh, we'll be able to extract some information from Fluffles, as well as Eevee, not Gary. Uh, now, Fluffles, are you ready to play? Well, I suppose so. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, now, I've, I notice there, Fluffles, that you, um, you've got a deck of cards. Now, am I right in thinking that that is a deck of many things? It is indeed. Would you like to draw one? We'll come to that in a moment. Just before we uh, decide to draw any cards at all from any sort of deck, uh, we have some uh, sponsors and supporters that we must thank. These entities are known as Phoenix Dice, as well as Idol Champions, Elderwood Academy, and Bearded Ladies. I should also mention that we have a very special fondness for our audience members known as the D20 Club. We like to do these little love hearts every time. And uh, if you would like to join the D20 Club, you can by following the link in chat or in the description below for as little as one of your local currencies, or as the Poppet likes to say, one goat. If you are going to send goats, please send them to the Poppet. Nobody else wants them. If you can't join us live in the Parlour of Candor, you can always find us on YouTube or podcast by searching Roll Together RPG. You can also find us on social media any of the social medias, no matter what they're calling themselves at that particular time, just by searching Roll Together RPG. Now, Fluffles, as I said, you are in the Parlourink of Candor, and for the next 55 minutes or so, we shall play a game with this deck of 100 cards. Not the deck that you have, this deck. Although, I might spice things up a little. We'll come to that in a moment. Uh, how does it work, I hear you ask? Well, you'll find in your pocket if you didn't already have it there. I know you're a bit of a gambler, a bit like Elijah. Yes, I've met Elijah. Uh, you'll find that you have a D100. Now, you're going to roll the D100, and I will pick the card corresponding to the number that you rolled. You will then take the card that I give you to the door over there. And you see that this door begins to form, and uh, you will place the card in there and go into the room. Now, you might face a puzzle, you might face a social interaction. You might even face a little bit of combat. If at any point you feel that you don't want to do that, all you have to say is talking is a free action and we'll get to speak to Evie and ask them some questions. 
once 55 minutes are up you you will be safely taken back to the, the exact moment that i took you from does that sound fun for you does that sound good well what is my motivation why why would i do this it's for fun that's what it is well it's, it's so i can gain a little bit of knowledge and you can have a little bit of a little bit of a break from whatever it was you were doing can i say no you can say no if you want we could just sit in the parlor of candle for the 55 minutes if you'd like oh no that sounds seriously boring i mean no offense but i i think i would rather a conversation with gary for 55 minutes and whew, we all know what Gowie's like with the conversation. Okay! Gowie, the dice. And you the dice. Thank you, Gowie. Right. Uh, should we spice things up a little bit? Go on. May I see your rather special deck? I don't see why not. Gowie, you know the you know the cue. So I look at the rather special deck that um, Gary has in his hands and I wave my hand a little bit. I can see, Fluffles, that quite a few cards have been drawn from this deck already and some good ones as well. Why don't we... And I touch the deck and pull away from it and you see that I'm holding a replica of the deck in my hand except for it looks like there's a lot more cards in it. Why don't we draw from the deck of many things now this is my version of the deck of many things it's the exact same as the version that you have except for the effects of it will not carry outside of this dungeon so whatever you draw from the deck and uh, you know you don't have to worry about repercussions in the real world and it won't take any cards out of the deck that you already have i know you're still on your little adventure at the moment and you might need some of the cards that you've got so does that sound fun to you Absolute chaos with absolutely no real-world repercussions. Absolutely, let's get let's get drawing. Absolutely, that is. Oh, sorry, I tried or went to copy your voice there. Yes. So as you can see, we've got two decks. We've got the copy of the deck of many things, and we've also got the room deck as well. So I will let you choose which one you want to draw from first. Can I not draw from both at the same time? If you'd like to. Yes. One of each, please. Okay, so if you'd like to roll me the D100 for the room deck, I shall draw from the deck of many things. Okay, we got 59. 59, right. So, this is the card that I've drawn from the deck of many things. I'm going to keep that there for the moment. Uh, I'll tell you what the room looks like first, and then I will turn the card around. So, uh, let me just quickly draw from the deck. No, card number 59, right. So... Looking at the card, you can see a softly lit room, which has got some very rich furnishings inside of it, uh, in various different purples and dark woods and velvet and gold leaf. That's about all that's on there, but I'm going to hand you this card, and if you'd like to go put that in the door over there, it'll open the room for you. It tastes like cardboard. Yeah. Okay, I just kind of slide it through the door i guess yep so you just you can see there's like a little slot that you can put the card into on the door and as you place it on there you watch as the card is almost sort of pulled from your hand and this teal type magic sort of moves through the veins of the door and it shines a brilliant color and then opens now 
just before you enter, the card that I'm holding here is the Comet card. Now, I can't remember if you've actually used this card or not. You can't see it because of my ring light, but there you go. So, the Comet card does wondrous things. Oh, well, this is going to be very fun. If you are able to single-handedly complete this next room on your own, which, considering the fact you're on your own, you will level up, unfortunately, or you will gain power, should I say. Unfortunately, that does only apply while you're in this in my parlor of candle. You won't if be able I to achieve, take that home with you. If I achieve ultimate power while I'm in the power, will I become a question master? Wait a minute. Let me just have a quick look at my book. Alright, uh, Idiot's Guide to Being a Question Master. It doesn't say no, so let's go with yes. Ultimate power. Oh no. I'm coming for your job. Please don't, everybody else wants it. <laughs> uh, would you like to step through the door? Yes. Okay, you step through the door. And as I said before, as stated on the card, you walk into a very softly lit room. There is rich, richly furnished, which is richly furnished in purples, dark wood, velvet, and gold leaf. Everything is of the best quality and polished to perfection, with one notable exception. A freestanding frame is draped in a dust sheet in one corner of the room. Now, is there anything you'd like to do in here? There's no sand anywhere or no mines or anything like that so it's it's got a rather cozy feel to it i gary 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 where are you going gary walks straight over to the fireplace and starts picking at the table you will notice and i don't know how this is going to go with you fluffles but um as you've stepped into the room with gary i have followed behind you but instead of me still being in my humanoid form I am currently in rat form, wearing the exact same clothes, little tuxedo and everything, sitting on Gary's shoulder. Gary, there's something on your shoulder. Don't move. Prowl up, there's a little butt wiggle as I prepare I'm just to watching you as you approach me. And I pounce. As you pounce, you your claws clasp over my form and you go to move your hands because, ha, you've caught me and I'm not there. I'm now stood on your head. Oh, no! I imagine this game of cat and mouse continues on. Yes. Uh, not quite for 55 minutes, but it does, take, it does go on for quite a while. Um, I have quite a lot of fun. It's the first time somebody's actually changed me. Uh, changed me? Chased me, sorry, in rat form. So, uh Thank you very much for that. Um, would you like to partake in any of the treats that there are on the table or look at anything else in the room? I tell you I what, that like dust-covered to... thing looks very weird. Firstly, I would like to make biscuits on any available surface and find the most comfortable one. Yeah, you're able to do that. You can, you know, you find yourself a very nice, very thick and big recliner chair that you can squish into and get very comfortably very comfortable in it's it's lovely and warm it's right next to the right next to the fireplace so there's this just the right amount of heat coming off of it it's not not too hot so it makes you all sweaty and horrible but it's it's nice to make you feel warm and cozy and enough enough there to make you want to have a nap actually oh oh i start to drift off the eyes go closed the tail stops swishing, all curled up. 
and suddenly, but there's something else in twisting. Yes. Hmm. I'll be back for your perfect seat. I'll be back, don't you move. It is not moving. I go and dramatically claw the curtain down. You dramatically pull the curtain down and you just hear a dun-dun-dun come from behind you as I stood on Gary's shoulder again, just dun-dun-dun. Anyway, you see a mirror, which obviously I described it as a mirror before anyway, so that was obvious, but the mirror is an exact reflection of the room that you are in, uh, except for one noticeable difference. There is a copy or there is a reflection of you except for that reflection is still laying on the rather comfortable chair their eyes are not shut though they are staring directly at you what a beautiful kitty cat they slink down off of the chair and begin making their way towards you on all fours as they do their eyes begin to go completely black their jaw opens and dislocates and these strange teeth begin to pour out and then it just leaps out of the mirror at you uh would you like to roll initiative absolutely i'm sure i won't die in this initiative okay that is a 28 oh wow i rolled a nine so you get to go first as this nightmare version of you begins to start jumping out of the mirror. It's trying to claw itself at you. Excellent. Let me remind myself of what I can do. Okay, I will steady aim and attack with my cyanic claws in a... In a flurry. You can see that Gary has jumped out of his chair and is now hiding behind the rather nice plump one that you like sitting on. Good instincts, Gary. You'll go far. Okay, that is 57, 80, 90, 20, 20, 20, 23 to hit. 23, that will hit. Would you like to roll some damage? I would. Okay, so that is... I'll say that you have... Oh, you have sneak attack anyway, because you gave yourself advantage, didn't you? Yep. 26 points of damage. Wow. How many hit points do you have by any chance? I have 33. 33. So this is a massive blow to this nightmare as you just claw at it with your psionic claws. Uh It's only one. There can be only one and its form shifts and shivers. Uh, It does not look happy with that. So you happen to look back in the mirror and you can see just a little figure has darted from one side of the room to behind the fluffy chair as a what looks to be a nightmare version of Gary is also there. It doesn't look very good now, does it? But anyway, this creature is going to look at you and is going to try and claw at you. That's a 17 to hit you. Needs it, beats it. Now, this thing does not get access to sneak attack, and it does not have access to your psionic claws, so it will only do two points of slashing damage to you. And I will uncanny dodge that, so it's just one point. Oh. Oh, okay. So... It's your turn. What would you like to do? Same thing I always do. Sneak attack with the claws. Go ahead. Okay, that is... 18 to hit. 18 will hit. 
Excellent. That is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Twenty-two points of psychic damage. As you claw into this creature, it lets out this loud shriek, and because it hadn't quite come out of the mirror yet, its legs look like they were still attached to it, it flies back into the mirror. The mirror shakes and smashes on the floor, losing all aspects of the reflection and the evil nightmare, Gary, and the evil nightmare. Fluffles was in there. I just stood there on other Gary's shoulders, just clapping my hands. Well done. Um, you could go through the door if you like. That that was quite a quite a good way to do that. Before that, I mean, I I believe that I am owed a step on the wang of ultimate power. Oh yes, uh, you will gain the ability to level up for this for the rest of this uh, about forty-five minutes that we've got left. Excellent. I would just, I just, I just want to level up. Just, That's fair enough. Yeah. I believe that makes you what level seven, six. Level six. Oh, level six rogues. Yeah, which means I get expertise in something. Oh. Now, what would you choose for expertise at level six, Fluffles? I'm going with sleight of hand mm. and acrobatics because that's that's come up quite a bit. Well, in this current adventure, when I've needed to be a bit more uh, nimble on my feline feet, and it'd be useful to be even better at that than I already am. Well, that makes perfect sense, especially with the all of the uh, jumping between other adventurers' shoulders as you've been doing. Yes, exactly, and and the and the yaks as well. It'd be useful to be able to properly jump between victim to victim. Yes, definitely. And uh, for the audience members, that's a little bit of a sneak peek at what you might see from Fluffles when they return for other adventures at higher levels, maybe. Mm. Anyway, right, well, with this room completed, uh, would you like to roll me another D100? And would you like to also draw another card from this uh, lovely copy, copied deck here? Oh, you know just the words. Of oh, course. okay. So I'm going to draw this card now. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to keep that there. 57. Oh, so with a 57, I will draw the card and I will give it to you for you to put it in the door. Thank you. And as you put it in the door, you it opens up into the exact same room that you're currently in. It seems to have yes, reset itself. Go and have an app if you like to. The card that you drew is a word that I can't say because eerie, eerieul, eerieul. You, you're That I am dyslexic. So. I, I, I also cannot read it. So, um, one in the same there. Elvish. Okay. It's all elvish to us. Oh, okay. So as you step through the door, this card begins to take effect and you feel your body stiffen up for the briefest of moments and then your joints become loose again, And but you feel like you've been drained a little bit. 
It says that the Medusa-like visage of this card brings a curse of a minus one penalty on all saving throws. It is permanent. Only fate cards or a deity can remove it. Now, as I said before, this will only last for the remaining 40-odd minutes that we have left. So, uh, yes, you have minus one to any saving throws. I'll be fine. I'm great enough already. Good. Right. Well, you enter back into the exact same room that you are in before. Uh, the mirror is has been reinstalled and looks like it's been covered over uh you could i'm going to be honest with you here you could just have a nap if you want and i could we could just say talking is a free action oh yeah i'm gonna go back to that perfect spot knead it into perfection sleep and then talking is indeed a free action yes that seems like the perfect time to get a chance to talk to evie let me remove roger from my t-shirt hello evie how are you Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Right, would you like to roll me a d100 to see what questions we are going to ask you? Absolutely. I love rolling d100s. Uh, okay, 70. 70. Seven is a normal zero. way to say that. How do you... Now, we had a little bit of a conversation briefly about this before we started recording... So it just makes sense that it's just come up in the questions. How do you feel about cosplay? I love cosplay. However, TikTok has ruined it for me. Because <laughs> they're all they're all too attractive. It makes me feel like I need to be at this other level in order to cosplay these days. Like back in 2014, 2015, when I was doing cosplay, I was like, yeah. I can be an amateur and this is fun and now I feel like I need to be a professional makeup artist with fake fangs and all of the crafting in order to do it and it's just become really inaccessible it's... I love cosplay would never be able to do it myself because I can't do any of the stuff you know it's hard enough to get me in a bloody costume for one of the streams go back to episode three of trust and glass where i'm just wearing rabbit ears um it's very hard to get me to, to wear anything so uh, yeah seeing like you said seeing cosplayers on tiktok who especially since boulders gate 3 has come out and you see the people who do the makeup as carlac it's just i mean the amount of time that must have taken them to do it as well yeah and it's, it's not even just that like they're obviously incredibly talented with the makeup and everything and they're also very good looking underneath it all it's also the filters and you can't tell what is a filter and what isn't yeah and it just makes me in, in real life feel very inferior and it's made me not want to cosplay anymore because i'll never get to the standard that other people achieve it's, it's kind of like the phase i went through where i was like i can't make music or i can't draw because i can't do it to these other people's standards and I had to work through that to get to a place where I'm like, no, I can be shit at it and be and have fun. But I'm not there yet because I've only just started to be exposed to this level of cosplay yeah. on such a grand scale. It's just I don't really know what to say to that, to be honest, but you know. You'll get there eventually, and I doubt your cosplay is shit. I've never seen it, but I doubt it is shit. Uh, eh, they, they were they were like they were like a standard version it was like oh yeah you're a recognizable character but like wasn't a version that would get any acclaim today to be honest it was good for 2014 uh at in real life at a con 
What are you talking about? No, 2014 like... was only last year. <laughs> it was it was nearly 10 years ago, sweetheart. Don't say that, no. <laughs> Next thing you'll be saying that 80, that 1989 was nearly 40 years ago. Uh, well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna gonna twist the question a little bit and also uh, and add a little bit to it and say who would you cosplay as I know the answer to this but who would you cosplay as from your role together characters oh it'd be silver so I, I think I discussed this with Nat on stream like two years ago now something like that but silver is would be so easy for me to cosplay because her wardrobe is essentially my wardrobe I've got the lipstick I, I would need to like wear a wig or put my hair back now um, but and just put some bangs in, and boom, Bob's your uncle. I Damn mean, here. How long has it been since Silver, excluding the fact that Silver is currently appearing in a rerun on Tuesdays? How long has it been since Silver has been on an on a, like a recent stream? Not since Monster Hunters Two, which I think was about two years ago. So they could have had a haircut in that time. That's true. That's true. But I feel like she probably wants to keep it quite short in kind of like a a matrixy kind of way well, like a Trinity I don't know, maybe sort of way. she would have gone through a whole phase in this time of having long hair covering her face like the emo that she is yeah that'd be cool it'd be good to see silver again in another adventure yeah i'd love to bring her back i i, I really i really enjoy her she's yeah She's really fun, and she's an example of a character that I brought in, like, no tragic backstory. It's just, like, a little minor thing, but it's fine. But then the tragic backstory was made in the entire campaign, and now <laughs> and now she's got an interesting little side plot, which uh, which I, I'd like to get some closure on at some Thanks, point. Chris. Either on stream or off stream, I don't know, but I, I personally need closure. Would you... Like to roll another question? Yeah. Okay, we got 83. 83? Do, 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 do. It's not that far, actually. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, this is where do, 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 environment in which I can bond with other people while there are actual rules and it's not just inane small talk. That's one reason. Another reason is that they are a chance for me to perform a character. I don't do formal acting anymore, but I still really enjoy it and this is a really good way to do that and to kind of flex some creative muscles and to, to try things out and to improv uh, a little bit. So I really enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, the social aspect, performance and creative aspect, um, and also just telling stories. I've had a, I've had a creative block for about seven years. Uh, I used to like write lots of stories um, and be able to come up with creative projects and comics, etc. But just mental illness, it's a bitch. Um, so I haven't really been able to do that except in D and D. So it's been it's been really important for me in in that kind of aspect. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a similar sort of boat to you. I went down the acting route, did a few writing projects, had the whole imposter syndrome thing, whereas I'm not getting any acting work. All the stuff that I am doing isn't getting picked up. I The writing stuff isn't good enough. And then I found TTRPGs. And I was like, oh, 
this is a happy medium. And then the streaming stuff came along and I was like, oh, I can do this and it doesn't matter if I'm bad at it because we're having fun. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, I think that's... Exactly. Um, it's like a safe place where you don't have to worry about the rejection or being good enough. It's just The point is that you have fun. And yes. if you're having fun, you're good at it. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Having fun is the most important thing. If, if it gets to a point where it starts to become like a job and you're not having fun, then that's when you need to take a step back and sort of re... I wouldn't say like completely drop it, but mm. take a step back, reassess and cut out the bits that are making it more like work yeah i think another reason that, it, that i really enjoy ttrpgs is because they are somewhat of an exploration ground for personal identity mm. uh i know so many people who when i started playing DD with them they were cis and they were straight no longer because and DD is part of that because they got to explore different identities in a safe and supportive environment um which i think is really lovely and I, I i think it's really important in that regard as long as you're playing with supportive people it's it's great yeah 100 percent. and it's not just it's not just indie there are other there are other uh, ttrpgs that help explore that as well which is i just think it's fantastic just how much it's had an impact on the social sort of structure of the world as it were so i think it's really good yeah, right. exactly. And there's a oh, if I could if I can just prattle for a for, for a second. Oh, go yeah, sure. Something that will be important when I find people who want to play them with me is there's loads of TTRPGs that have come out in recent years based on popular properties like Avatar: Last Airbender, and there's a Mistborn one coming out, and just I want to play in these worlds. I need to find other people who want to play in these worlds with me. Um, but that would be really nice when i find those people i mean i'm not saying that it's not possible for an avatar stream to maybe appear on roll together at some point in the near future but we are looking at non non dnd ttrpgs to run so i do have all the source books well well chat let us know what Systems, would you like to see us? Avatar is definitely one of them. Uh, the Lo the Lost Archives is a group that I play with on Curse of Strahd on Monday mornings. They have just wrapped up their um, Book of Fire campaign one for Avatar. Uh, they, Owen, who is fantastic at the way that he runs things, they've they've set the story just after. Uh, avatar roku's death so it's just before Aang becomes the avatar and it's all and there's like little nods to things that happen in the show like uh, the kiyoshiki village and all of that sort of stuff and it's just i would just love to either run something or get to play something in that world it would be fantastic it's now in my head evie it means we've got to do it absolutely here's a question for you if you were a bender what kind of bender would you be water water okay i did I the um I did the avatar there was a filter thing but when when the filter things were first starting to come out <clears throat> no it was a quiz when it was like what avatar the last ender uh, last airbender element to you i did that and it came up with water and now water is pretty much my favorite yeah sort of it's, element it's the most everywhere. versatile one 
What about you? What's your element? Oh god, I have discussed this with many friends. Uh, originally, I was like, yeah, I'd be a firebender, but no, no. According to my friends and online quizzes, and now upon self-reflection, me lightning. Well, I mean, it's part of fire, isn't it? You have it's to part of go fire. F- you have to go through it to get to it, didn't you? Yeah, but it's a slightly more chaotic and unpredictable version, which is a little bit of a reflection on probably what I'm like in real life. Sometimes it's not great. Uh, mental illness. But uh, yeah, so I'd probably be a lightning bender, at least according to friendships of people that know me. A chaotic lightning bender. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's pretty cool, actually. I think it's quite a compliment. There's one. Is there? I think there's a character in Legend of Korra who is a lightning bender Mm. um, that harnesses it in a unique way. I can't remember what their name is, but it's like, or or I'm thinking of Azula, it's one of the two, but, but yeah. But yes, Avatar The Last Airbender possibly coming to roll together in 2024. Maybe? Definitely will be now, I reckon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go back in to the part lore of Kyandor and see how long Fluffles has been asleep for. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so hello there, Gary. Um, Fluffles has been asleep for quite a while now. We've had a little chat to... Had a little chat to Evie. Um, do you reckon it's safe for me to wake Fluffles up? You don't say a lot, do you, Gary? I'm just going to wake Fluffles up and I'm just going to poke you, Fluffles. Fluffles! <laughs> oh, yes, I'm still a rat. Um, hi! Uh, did you have a nice... Uh, d- did you have a nice nap? It was lovely. You looked delicious. Yeah, would you would you prefer to eat some of the rat sticks that are on the uh, that are on the table instead of me? The what sticks? Yeah, rat sticks. Is it a what? But it's a stick. No, it's like a kibble. It's like it's like cat, like like a cat treat type thing that's in the shape of a rat. I only eat the freshest of what's. All right, would you like to roll me another d one hundred and draw another deck from the card of many things? Deck of many things. If it comes with some wats and maybe some pigeons, maybe? Oh, yes. 28. Those are pigeons that appear out of nowhere. I've Mm. I've heard about those. So you rolled a 28. So that's... uh, And are you drawing from the deck? Oh, yes, of course. I should be asking you, really, shouldn't I? You are able to draw more than one card from this deck. I draw five. Okay. One. Two. Three. Four, five. I will hold all five of them here so you can see them, and then I will draw this card. We'll see how chaotic this room gets. Right. So, fair enough. Uh, this one shows a dock of a of a port town. There are. Sorry, my voice is going. <coughs> there are lots of people walking around. And that's about it. Would you like to go put that in the door? Okay. Boop. You go put that in the door and it will open. Now let's just have a quick look at what these uh what the, each of these are. Oh, 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 uh, you're gonna like one of these. Oh, 
And oh, 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 oh dear. Oh no. Okay, right. So, as you step through the door, the first thing that you find is the key. You gain a major magic weapon. The DM chooses the weapon. There is is no DM, so I'll let you choose. Would you like to have, I don't know, should, should, for simplicity's sake, should we make your psionic blades plus three? Sure, that sounds reasonable to me. Just make them plus three for the rest of this encounter. Unfortunately, you also drew the fool. (gasps) I don't know if this is the same one that Devram got. I think it might be. So the fool... Do, 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 do. Where is it? I can't seem to find it. There it is. Oh no, you lose uh, 10,000 experience points and you must draw again. So we'll have to draw another card and we'll say that you lose that level up that you got. Damn it. Uh, I'll draw the Ultimate other card in power. As you step through the door, uh, you walk into a familiar face as Jeffra, the fighter, is stood there waiting for you as you drew the knight. Uh, meow. Ah, Lord Fluffles, he says to you. (laughs) Oh, would you like to roll me a d4 as you drew the moon card? Ooh, got two. You get two wishes. And then you also got the throne card, which is you gain proficiency in persuasion and diplomacy. In addition, you gain rightful ownership of a small keep. Oh, it's all coming together. And the extra card that you drew from the fall is, and fits perfectly with Fluffles, the rogue. Which is, an NPC friend of yours, DM's choice, becomes hostile towards you. The identity of your new enemy isn't known until the NPC or someone else reveals it. <gasps> oh, interesting. Can I wish for ultimate power? You can wish for ultimate power if you'd like to. I wish for ultimate power. You use your first wish to wish for ultimate power. Um, sod it. Level yourself up to level 20. Fuck yeah. That seems to be ultimate power to me, doesn't it? <laughs> One moment while I do some character sheet stuff just to see where this goes. It's going to be crazy. For the rest of this encounter, you are the cat lord (laughs) of this domain. Jafra also levels up as well. And so does Gary. Although, what Gary looks like at level 20 is um, beyond me. Gary is an item. He can still level up. God, I'm getting so many ability scoring preference. Jesus Christ. Oh no, this okay, right. I don't even know what my scores are anymore. Okay, okay. And another one at level nineteen, oh. Yes. Uh let's put that coin up. Yeah. Okay. I'm now level twenty. I use my second wish to wish for us to change occupations. Oh, and what would you like your occupation to change to? I am the question master. You are in my dungeon now. 
oh, okay, so we're going to... And we have now swapped positions. You are now in the question master seat, and I am now in your seat. Um, right, well, I'm glad this only lasts for the next 25 minutes. I'm sure it's less than that by now, but... Um, uh, right, uh, what, what do you want me to do then, Fluffles? Dance. Dance for me. Okay, and I start doing a little dance. Uh, we've gone, we're now stood obviously in this, uh, this port town area, and uh, I'm just, I haven't changed into my rat form. You seem to have taken that power away from me, and I'm just dancing. Okay. Okay, into with excellent. Keep, keep those moves. Roll a performance check for me. Performance check. Oh God, mm-hmm. I didn't even add stats. I'm that omnipotent. Oh, I rolled a nineteen. <laughs> You're a very good dancer. Thank you. Uh, it's a shame this doesn't reflect it. <laughs> okay, now let's see how you deal with whatever bullshit it is you walked me into. You can deal with this. Okay. Well, there is a. Oh, oh as I catch my breath after that little bit of a boogie, uh, there is a coin pouch on the side and. Um, inside the coin pouch there is 200 gold pieces and a picture of is that is that dev room it could be dev room it looks like dev room oh yeah right okay and um fighting the coin pouch up and i'll walk over to a guard and give the coin pouch to the guard and uh well i mean that's it i don't have the power to open the to do the next door now that's down to you oh that's true that's true i will do that uh, also, who comes up with these wombs? This wasn't a very interesting womb, really, was it? It's more of a uh, test of character more than a exciting room. It's uh, one of those um, social rooms. Um, would the... you like to draw a card for the next womb? I would, yes. Am I? Do I get the choice of drawing between the two? Yes, you do. Why not? Okay, well... Um... This is unprecedented. I've never had to do this before. Right, well, um, I'm going to roll a d100 to see what room we end up in. You can use Gary's dice if you don't have any of your own. Uh, uh, thank you, Gary. I rolled a 21. Oh, no. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying oh no, you're the one that has the deck now um, but just so you can see uh, it is a picture of a farmyard with some chickens on it They've played enough Zelda to be wary I know, so, uh, that's why I went oh no <laughs> <laughs> Well, after you Thank you, um, shall I draw from this as well? If you would so choose, you may draw none or all cards are they my only two options yes well coming to the end of it i might as well just draw all of them yeah oh god okay (laughs) (laughs) the remaining cards Uh, as we step into the next room uh, we find ourselves in a there's dust that swirls around our feet i still haven't changed into my um uh, rat form, and you seem to be hovering above the ground. <laughs> yep. Uh, and we find ourselves in purple and ultimate power. <laughs> we seem to find ourselves in a farmyard, uh, confronted by one single chicken. As we look closer, it's not just any normal chicken; 
it's an abyssal chicken. And actually, it wasn't just one chicken. There's a hundred of them. They're all around us. How are we going to escape from this? Uh, before we answer that question, we have a crap ton of cards that we need to go through. Oh, yeah. So uh, while we go through those cards, uh, I'm going to say talking is a free action. Uh, so we can ask Evie and Josh some more questions. <laughs> I'm not sorry. That is absolutely fine. I think because you're now currently the question master, uh, you roll a question, then I'll roll a question. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, that is a... What is that? That is a 97. 97. Ooh, if you could go back and change an in-game decision, what would it be? Ooh, in this game or in another game? Uh, any game. In any game? Oh, God. Uh... I always, I always, I always quite like how they turn out in the end, even if I'm like, oh no, I should have remembered to do that. Um, actually, I think I've answered this before. My answer was, I'd want to see what would happen if Ephemera didn't uh, call Orcus down to, to punish Ava and kind of went along with things. That, that's, that's another timeline, and I think that's interesting. Um, other than that, uh. I don't know. I, d I try and not deal with D&D regrets, to be honest with you. The um, the beautiful thing with the multiverse stuff now being opened up is that we can explore these different things. Like in Trust and Glass, one of the worlds that Tom had us go to was a world where Ava crawled out of hell and killed Kelimvor, so everybody was zombies. I want to go to that world. The dead just couldn't die, and they were walking around, and it's like, oh, okay. So awesome. it is possible for us to like look at the regrets that we have and play them out in an alternative universe. Yeah. I feel like I'm not very often in the position of making uh, properly prop plot-related decisions, and when I am, I tend to think about them a little too much and then just kind of go okay whatever i'll just do this and just kind of see what happens because i i also just like um as we've seen today just kind of fucking with the dms just a little bit occasionally just on occasion but that's what makes the greatest stories is when you know you don't think about it too much you cause absolute chaos and you just have fun with it that's what cool that's what brings us to these memorable moments like we said earlier with the earlier question yeah which is th which is just fantastic. I think one decision I would remake is occasionally, like, I have a thing where sometimes my characters would be a bit mean to another character because I think it's interesting to have n not everyone being happy happy friends all the time and there to be a little bit of rivalry and places to grow from. Yeah. I think there have been some times I've taken that in the wrong context or taken it a bit too far, so I would want to retcon those moments. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything really big that I would I would completely go over. Do you have anything? Oh, um, there was a moment in a campaign where, um, so it was Pathfinder. It was Pathfinder First Edition, and we were playing uh, the module Rise of Rune Lords, which is the first ever module I played, and is one of my favourite modules next to Curse of Strahd. 
Um, we were in a mansion for one of the local rich people, and this per this particular person we found out who we thought was our best friend. Turned out that they were trying to unlock the ability to turn into a lich. As you do. As you do. And while we were walking through his mansion, which was haunted, we kept seeing uh, images of his family that he had killed. And uh, my character, I had to roll a particular save. Uh, did a reflip, re, uh, willpower save, as it, as it was in Pathfinder. And um, I failed it, and I became infatuated with his wife's ghost thinking that she was alive and everything and there was a moment when we went down into the pits of the house and i saw her ghost run around the corner and i chased after her and i ran straight into a pack of ghouls and got dismembered right there and then now the other players that i was with at the time they all thought they all knew that i was going to bring one of my older characters back because i wanted to try out a different character so they thought i did that on purpose and i didn't so that would be one thing i would change was how that character actually left the campaign rather than just dying Mm. i've had i have played in some campaigns where uh, people have gotten bored of their characters and then killed them off in not very conscientious ways um so like doing that by accident sounds fine like even if that was what you intended to do that sounds all right like by i'm getting rid of this character standards uh to me maybe because i've had some bad experiences there well it was meant to have been that because the the character that i was playing at the time was like a member of the town guard Mm. so it was going to be that go with them on this mission and then would go back to being a town guard person because my other character would come back but he ran after the ghost of the wife because he thought she was alive and he knew that there were dangers un- down there that he didn't want her to get hurt. So it was just a case of like role play over character knowledge sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I tend to find that it it can get a bit difficult knowing when to lead your character into certain peril and when not to. Because mm. sometimes you kind of get in the zone where this makes sense for the character. They would do this, right? But it also just it might feel a bit icky or it might come across in a in a different way and i i find that it's it's a difficult line to walk sometimes when a character becomes self-destructive i think we've seen a perfect example of that in episode three of the constant troubles where you're the one that's first down that shaft fighting the four yaks on your own that wasn't self-destruction though that no. was oh this is gonna be so cool yeah yeah but that's that's, that's what i mean it's it's the, it shows where that line is between self-destructive yeah. and this is gonna look really cool yeah exactly and this is gonna be so dramatic yeah and, yeah I think and it was it, it was very cool i totally didn't end up dead no i think there's the line in actually talking about it with the table as well uh so that everyone is on the same page um and kind of know what you want to get out of it because we did kind of pause with niall and say if if fluffles dies is that okay i was like yeah i asked for it basically uh so yeah i think checking in and yeah yeah which is awesome right i'm going to roll a question 
Roll a dice. Roll a dice. We shall realize we've not said the entire time. I rolled a 70. Have we had this question? Maybe. Yes, we have. So I'm going to roll it again because it was a cosplay question. And that is a 19. Ooh. Which is <laughs> quick. This question is definitely not a quick question. Quick, you have to recast the last TV show or film you watched with Roll Together characters. Explain who. What was the last thing you watched is the first question. That is. But this is me asking you, so you go first. This is very true. Now, what was the last thing that I watched? The last thing that I watched was I'm Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. So (laughs) I'm a Roll Together character. Get me out of here. (laughs) Hey, if we we need a new thing for YouTube. Yeah. You just do that. Just do the, get them doing different trials. Yeah. Um, It'd be like this, but with many people. Yeah, just a lot more people. Uh, Bush Tucker trials. Um, so I'll choose something different. What was the last thing that I actually watched? It was. My brain has gone completely blank. Again, the the other thing that I watched after that was Master Chef Australia. Oh, a lot of reality. Yeah. I don't know why, though. Um, I'm going to choose to pass that question and roll again, because I can't think of anything in my brain. And I rolled 11. Ooh, this is is a good question. This one's going to go to both of us. Okay. Do, Do you have an accidental character trope that keeps popping up no matter how hard you try to get away from it? There's an example here that will make you laugh. Evie's dark but fluffy, or Nat's tank with imposter syndrome. What is it about this trope that you enjoy playing? <laughs> I am dark but fluffy. I en- I enjoy the edginess, but I want it to be sh- silly and sweet at the same time. It's like I know it's the thing I do, but it's it's something I enjoy every time. So I'm gonna keep doing it, and not all my characters fit within this. Like, Tine, stuck-up princess, is not dark but fluffy. She's princess but angry, but I feel like that's got a different vibe. Mm. But, yeah, have you got any... I know that you... It's not a trope, but rats is definitely a thing that you keep coming back to, and obviously the familial link. Yeah. Tying my characters to other characters is one, but my biggest trope is party dad. Yes, it is! Absolutely. That's my biggest thing is party dad. It doesn't matter what the character I tried with Jack in um Trust and Glass, who is an alternative version of Jakarth, mm. to be like super emo edgelord goes around, kills other versions of himself sort of character and be really evil. By episode two I was the party dad. Have you ever tried to go against your type and it's just kind of not worked, so you've gone back to the type? My original my original playstyle was dark and gritty. I played a character in a can- I'm currently playing in an eight year campaign, and the first two or three years I played first two years I played a character who was a half orc, and he was a rogue. But he hid who he was, so he always had a face mask and a hood on, and it wasn't for the first two for the 
yeah, it was for two. It was two years before he revealed himself to the players. It was as I grew more confident with playing with the people I was playing with, I eventually revealed who he was to the others. And he was very much a Assassin's Creed style assassin's character. He'd, you know, characters would say, "Oh yes, we're going to keep this person alive," and then I'd go kill them. Uh, so I sort of moved away from that and become the party dad, especially since doing streaming online. So I quite like being the party dad. It's quite. It's quite fun, so I don't know if I would be able to change it again. Mm. I'll try, but it's a bit like Tom would be in a poppet. He always ends up being a poppet somehow. Even when he's trying not to play a poppet, it always ends up poppet. Yeah. I asked him when when Elijah went through the dungeon, I went through the parlour of Kendor, I said, is, is there a possibility for you to ever not play a poppet? And he was like, no, not really. <laughs> I don't know if he's physically capable of not playing a puppet. I don't think so either, to be fair. <laughs> that's what we love about him. Yeah. Just wait R to see where it pops up. Yes. Right, now. We've got a lot of cards here. And I was planning on reading these while we were asking the questions, and I didn't. So, <laughs> we're going to go through them all in this next room with the Abyssal Chickens. So let's go back yeah. in. Actually, no, I can't do that. You have to do it. You're the question master. So let's go back in. Right, so the first card that we got is uh, Balance. Your alignment changes. Oh, we don't care about that. Uh, next one is Don John. Uh, this card signifies imprisonment, either by the imprisonment spell or by some powerful being. All gear and spells are stripped from the victim. Draw no more cards. Well, we'll count that as the last card. That's the last one. Uh, ruin, because obviously it's no fun. Uh, ruin is all forms of wealth that you carry or own, including property, other than magic items, are lost to you. I'm I am magic, so that doesn't affect me. I'm going to uh, say it all comes to me. Yep, you get all of that. Yep. Oh God, mm -hmm. sun. You gain a wondrous item, which the DM determines randomly, as well as five hundred, uh, as well as fifty thousand experience. So I'm already max level, so. Uh, one wondrous item. Idiot. Oh, God. Idiot. Permanently reduce your intelligence by 1d4 plus 1. Oh, no. This has never happened before. Oh, no. My intelligence has gone down from... It's gone down by 4, so it's now 21. <laughs> oh, you no. Know, your intelligence was 25 and you let this happen? You let me have ultimate power and yourself be... The victim of your my own wisdom, dungeon? My wisdom is my dumb stat. Oh, that makes some more sense. At 15. Star. Immediately gain a plus two to one ability score. I'll just go back up in intelligence. Jester. Where's Jester? Jester. I gain 10,000 experience or I draw two additional cards beyond the declared draws. I can't draw anymore anyway. Skull. Mm -hmm. Defeat death. Or be destroyed forever. Gem, we get 50,000 gold's worth of stuff. The Void, this is so everybody can see what's in the deck and many things, or at least this version of the deck. Uh, this card sends a character's soul to some other desolate location, leaving his, leaving his body, his or her body, in a catatonic state, requiring the adventuring party to find a way to rescue the soul. Goodbye, Playmaker. Goodbye. 
flames, a powerful devil or demon becomes your enemy. This enmity lasts until either you or the devil dies. Okay, right. Talons. All magic items you possess disappear permanently. Vizier. At any time you choose within one year of drawing this card, know the answer to a dilemma. And then the fates. Uh, where is the fates? The fates. Reality's fabric unravels and spins anew. Avoid, avoid any situation you choose once. Well, sorry. I'm going to choose to use the fates card to avoid the... Uh, which one was it? It's going to have to be the void card. So... I'm still imprisoned, and I'm going to be protected. Fluffles, do you realise what you've just done? Hmm? Have I defeated the the question master? Uh, <clears throat> One second. Fluffles, you can stay there. I'm going to have to take control now. Hello, everybody. My name's Josh. I've entered into the, into the parlour of Candor. The playmaker is no longer available because they have been imprisoned by a devil. Uh, Fluffles has now created a one-shot where people are going to have to go save the playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> With these two cards, and I'm going to recruit Fluffles to help with that. Oh, okay. Oh, if only because I got ultimate power. Only because you got ultimate power. It's going to have to be a level twenty adventure, isn't it? Yep, it's going to have to be level twenty. Oh dear. Okay, so that's another one on the cards. Um, I think, I think that's it for today. Um, the playmaker's gone. <laughs> the playmaker is no more currently. So. Uh, let me just get my script up so I can say goodbye to everybody. Uh, sorry, the playmaker normally has a script, but um, I just need to go through their cards. This is really weird. Why do they have... Look, just look at this, Fluffles, right? Their script is on each of these cards. It makes no sense. I don't know why they do it. Anyway. Uh, right, so uh, thank you everybody for joining us for Talking is a Free Action. Uh, you will find us here every Friday at 6pm BST for either Talk Together or Talking is a Free Action. You can also find us uh, playing D&D on Mondays and Tuesdays from 6pm UK time, where you can follow the adventures of people just like Fluffles causing absolute chaos. All of these streams are streamed. All of these shows, sorry, are streamed at twitch.tv forward slash RPG. VODs are available immediately after the stream to catch up, or you can find all of our current content on YouTube a few days later. And don't forget, you can find, you can also enjoy them as a podcast. Many thanks again to our D20 Club on Patreon. I'm going to do the love hearts because I do that. La 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 la. If you'd like to support us, you can do so from as little as one of your local currency per month. Thank you also to all of our sponsors and supporters. Fluffles. You may now exit the parlor of Candor. Don't ask me why the playmaker calls it that. It just does. And as you leave, you can see a sign on the door that says the ancient question master proverb of always stay classy at the table. But just before we end, you will... I'm down in level. Your deck of many things is back in your hand with the correct number of cards that it should have in it. And when you are eventually invited back to the Parlour of Candle, you will regain your Question Lord status. And mm. you'll have to help us save the Question Master because you did all this. <laughs> no regrets. 
No regrets. Goodbye.